This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. like i hate it and and then to be like i identify that way it's like come the fuck on you're not the only person on the planet who thinks that like being smart is attractive it's literally like every other male bio on tinder well that's what i mean it's like so dumb it was on everybody's fucking myspace profiles in 2008 like really yeah like everyone was like because i think people just learned what that word was stop making fetch try to happen here kids (sighs) not fetch is not gonna happen Ugh. I date him though. <laughs> You're like, okay. He's really talented. He's talented. He's cute, but yeah. he's probably insufferable. Oh, yeah. yeah. He probably is. He probably is. is. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And, and that's not, the article says he's coming out as something, which I feel like is. Yeah. It's very misleading. And you know what? I'm going to throw him a bone here because I don't think that that was him. I think that that was the article mm-hmm. doing something because that's what made freezing. me roll my eyes the hardest. And I actually think it's irresponsible yeah. usage of the term coming out. I, I agree. think that that's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, coming out as a sapiosexual. Like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. It's more what he connects with is the brain more than than that. I feel like you're giving a lot of forgiveness on this, Christina, for somebody who hates this term so aggressively. <laughs> you're like, I, I forgive do. it in this case. Well, no, no, I don't I don't forgive it. It's just it's like uh yeah, okay. But I'm like, but that's not it's not a sexuality. It's a preference. Like it's not yeah, like it's right. it's a weird thing to make it like a sexuality because if that's yeah. the case if it's like oh you date men and women and you're attracted to either one based on their personality that's just pansexuality that's right. not like yeah. it's just like you prefer you know smart people smart and people. that's ridiculous yeah. like so you what, said that's what, like what, preferring what somebody prefer- with blue eyes prefer, uh, prefer like dumb people <laughs> right <laughs> like I only like to date dumb dumbs I'm sure that there are people <laughs> I'm sure that there are people who only like to date dumb people because it makes them feel smarter <laughs> I mean uh, one thing comes one but would person you admit comes that? to mind would you admit that <laughs> well uh, now I need to know who this one person is <laughs> I'm not, I'm not connected on that one. No, no, never mind. I bet you there's somebody out there who is like aware enough of their own personality to be able to be like, yeah, I deliberately people pick people who are dumber than me because I can't. Wouldn't that drive you crazy? That would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That would drive me nuts to have somebody who is not like, I mean, how do you hold a conversation with well, I that? Guess it's, yeah. I guess there is a spectrum of stupidity, right? So it's like, <laughs> are you p- picking like really, really dumb people or are you just picking people who are slightly dumber than you so you feel smarter? Oh, I don't <laughs> know. There, there's a range there. You know, you can still like hold a conversation with somebody who isn't as smart as you. You wouldn't mind taking this IQ test before we uh, yeah. I'm going to need you to uh, right? score below 100 <laughs> if, if we're going to date. Oh, no. But only like specifically below like a certain level that I'm at, but, like a score zone. Within yeah. Like a, yeah, within a 20 point situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what are some of the other traits? Because like, you know, it's intelligence, it's sense of humor. Trying to think yeah. of like other things that like everybody looks for right. in a connection. Where I'm, I'm sense just of like, humor sexual. 
I've actually come out as <laughs> humor sexual. <laughs> humor, I've, I'm coming out and identifying as humor sexual. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's do you ridiculous. hear how like ridiculous that sounds? So it's the same with yeah. being like, I identify as a sapiosexual. It's like, oh fuck you! Like, yeah. I hate you now. Actually, can we coin the term humor sexual? Yeah, TM, TM, yeah. trademarked. Yeah. No yeah. one steal it. Yeah, heard it here first. You're going to see it all over Tinder. Yeah. Humor sexual. Can you put it on your Tinder profile? God, God, please. We please. Humor sexual. I'll get too many like penises, like look dressed up like clowns. Oh, right. Oh, God. Just a big red nose on the end. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. It looks infected. (laughs) No, you're going to get a lot of like comedians, which is like. A whole other bag of worms. Mm-mm. You know, you really want to nope. dive into that Shane Gillis uh, stand-up N- nightmare? N- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that honestly is my nightmare. Because I, on it, I mean, I love stand-up comedy. I love, love, love stand-up comedy. I admire people who are courageous enough to do it. I, I get so awkward yep. around people that aren't professional doing like improv <gasps> oh, yeah. or stand-up comedy. Oh, let me tell you guys. <laughs> let me pull out my guitar and sing you a song about it real quick. All of, <laughs> no, all of the Guys, cringe. let me tell all you. I was on set. I was on set this last couple days and I was in the holding tent with everyone else. Everyone was starting to get like delirious. It was like seriously like 3.30 in the morning. We'd been there since like 4.30 in the afternoon. Everybody was starting to get like really slap happy. I had a a period there where I laughed for about 10 solid minutes over something stupid. Like that's where we were at. It was like sleepover levels, delirium, you know? And there was a guy there Oh my God. We can probably find his video. I'll show it to you later. Cause he went on the gong show where he wrote a song about pizza and he would not shut the fuck up about like how he's trying to get his stand up career and his mu- music career off the ground. And people were egging him on. And I was like, this is cruel and terrible. Because then he's like, do you want to hear some of my stand up? Nope. I'm working it out. So like, I really want to like practice on you guys. Oh, uh, I'm peeling my skin off oh, right now. As and we could probably find I it because people were videoing him. Like, so they probably uploaded it to YouTube or something. Oh, but like, no, it poor was baby angel. Horrifying. He was like, Here's an impression of a Russian guy. No. It was like it was like the 90s stand up and then he did oh, no. an impression. He's like, "Here's my impression of an Indian guy." No. And did the no. most horrific, no. horrifying Indian accent. No. And the guy I was like talking to was like, "I highly suggest you do not do that." And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, people could find it very offensive and he's like it's a joke it's funny and i'm like oh no okay but like that room everybody was tensed up so hard while this guy was practicing my shoulders i was like thinking about this oh oh." i literally i i have actually completely crawled out of my skin i had my hands over my eyes that's me my my head was down my hands were on my forehead i was like i can't i can't i need a massage in my neck for the tenseness of my muscles again just hearing the story not even being there i'm like truly horrifying i'll show you the um i'll show you the gong show performance later so you can get a sense of what this guy is like and by the way if you're picturing like this was like oh some young 20 something who doesn't know anything even worse oh my god this guy was like in his mid 40s no no 
Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm the goddamn amazing Jonathan over here. And you're like, oh, I don't think you are, sir. He's and, like, uh, works as an accountant and is like one buddy. Jim tells him he's funny. So hilarious. he's like, I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> and I'm going to become a stand up comedian. Like, oh, oh, God. A stand up comedian and a musician. And oh, when I play this song no. for you, you're going to be like, oh, no. Oh. Is it like the dude face from Cold Podcast? Like that level? Oh, of like, y- you know what? I think. They both take each other like they both take themselves very seriously, but like that guy was trying to do some like Don like John Denver crap. Yeah, yeah. like Oof. this guy is like literally this song. Wh- he was singing it very earnestly, and he sang it for us because there was a guitar on set. Oh, oh no, he was, he's singing it very earnestly, but it is a song about pizza. Like it's literally like you get the crust, you put the cheese on mm. it, you put the sauce on it, mm. and I'm like, Mm-mm. oh no. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> sir oh oh my yeah. god for yeah you. it was bad i mean that was probably the worst part of the whole experience yeah. and i was working for 13 hours and that was probably the worst part of it <laughs> Second, secondhand embarrassment man oh. just oh. like kills me it Makes gives stomach me stomach hurt. ache yeah totally. yeah i literally turn off shows like or i'll mute shows if i know that you something really embarrassing, embarrassing is about to happen yeah. i cannot i cannot deal it's like a what's uh like meet the parents yeah i can't watch that shit Mm-mm. meet the parents is not for me no it's not enjoyable yeah. watching like uh yeah watching Ugh. people fail like i can't can't do that yeah it's awful so uh, i think we should talk to listeners about something that's very important it's soup's important and that is that the two of you just found out what your hogwarts house is oh finally yeah i mean honestly i don't know what took you so long but (laughs) so yeah i finally went on pottermore because i've been saying like forever i'm like i'm probably a ravenclaw and so I went in and finally, because you're Gryffindor, right, Keegan? I am. Um, we'll discuss that in a moment. Okay. But yes, yes. I, I was pretty certain I was Ravenclaw, but I, I'm like, I have nothing substantial, substantial to back that on because, well, this is like, if we're honest, this is all fake. Um, <laughs> um, how dare you? First you know. of all. <laughs> uh, so, but I did go on Pottermore and I did the quiz and I was trying to be very objective, like not try to like sway it one way or the other. I was very like honest with my answers and I was like, whatever it is, is what it is. If I'm a goddamn Hufflepuff, so be it. Me, right. <laughs> but turns out I'm a Ravenclaw. So congratulations. Yeah, I, yeah. I took the quiz. I have not read the books. I ambivalently watched like some of the movies. So I had like a, a guess as to what the four might be, but I, I wouldn't have known. So I answered honestly and uh, listeners your girl's a Slytherin. And that makes sense to me. <laughs> oh, so hard. Actually, I mean, it all, I, I think, I think it I all like, makes sense. Oh, yeah, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Not all Slytherins are bad. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I am a Gryffindor. And I remember because forever I self identified as a Ravenclaw. I was like, I'm a Ravenclaw. Self identified that way. I mean, look. It's so funny because we just trashed Mark Ronson for, <laughs> for identifying as a sapiosexual. And we're yeah. like, I mean, it's it's no, no. the same thing. It's the same level. Though. Oh, it is not the same level <laughs> at all. I will physically fight you. It is wow. absolutely not the same level. And you know what? I, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I was having a podcast with two other people who were my age, this would be a non-issue. <laughs> this yeah. would be a non-conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because 
every millennial knows their their house yeah. like it's like it's a, a huge like culture thing like That's every millennial amazing. knows what their harry potter hogwarts house is well i mean to be fair i have i did read all the books and i watched all the movies and yeah I'm a i did huge potterhead i just feel so. like i missed it because that entire time was when i was working at shadow and we oh. worked like a hundred hours i didn't read anything i didn't watch or interact with the outside world for like that entire period of time. It kind so of missed I completely you. missed it. Yeah. I think I was eight when the books came out and I was the same age as I'm the same age as the actors in the movies. Right. So it was like it was built. It was you. right, yeah. right in my like wheelhouse. So I read all the books. I watched all the movies. I did the midnight like premieres Showing, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of all of them. Um, but forever I was just like, I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw for sure. Because listen, within the Harry Potter community, um, <laughs> Gryffindors get a lot of shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, really? Gryffindors get a lot of shit. Like people I thought that's one everybody want to be. No, no, everybody wants a Ravenclaw. Don't hate they? them. Um, I mean, I don't know. People stand their houses pretty hard. Like, yeah. people stand there. There is a my favorite murder <gasps> Harry Potter crossover group that I'm in. Wait, why am I not in this? I don't know, but I'll add you. Yeah, but, but yeah, people stand their houses pretty hard. But so when I took the quiz, I took a couple quizzes. The first one I took broke it down by percentage. And it was like, you're 51% Gryffindor, oh. 49% Ravenclaw. And I was like, oh, no. And so then I took the Pottermore quiz and it was like, you're a Gryffindor. And I was like, no. I really had to have a come to Jesus moment with myself <laughs> about it. Gryffindor is great. And I think I even made like a Facebook post where I was like, I think I'm having a millennial midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. You're like, oh I, I can't come to terms with this. I have to like <laughs> just be really honest with myself that this is who I am. And I think I... I think it is who I am if I'm really Yeah. Really no, you're truthful. totally a Gryffindor. If I'm honest, <sighs> as much as I wanted to to identify as Ravenclaw, I was I was prepared to get like Gryffindor to be honest with you. Like I was prepared to You were readying possibly, yourself stealing yeah, yourself I mean, I for was, it. Yeah. I I think the only thing I would have been disappointed in is if I did become a Hufflepuff. I just think because it's just so out of character for me, I'd be like Huh? Yeah, I don't see you as a Hufflepuff I, yeah. at all. That would you're just, that would you're just a Ravenclaw shocking. for sure. I am. So yeah. I love that Practical we're all different. And... We're all different houses. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it fits. It's definitely. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I love like that you're another... a Slytherin. I know. I love that we all did it at the bar last night too. I and know. then our friend Lyndon, also a Slytherin, also a Slytherin. which like, makes yep, sense. This too. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony, you're you're Anthony's a Gryffindor. That motherfucker is a Hufflepuff. As the day is long. <laughs> he took the Pottermore quiz. I know. He's a Gryffindor. I which know. I see. I, when I was talking to him about it, because he <laughs> was like, he's not read the books or seen the movies either. Mm-hmm. And like, whenever I was first talking to him about it, he's like, I'm a Slytherin. And I'm you're- like, you're the least Slytherin-y <laughs> person I've ever met in my whole fucking Absolutely life. Absolutely not. I've never, yeah. ever met anyone less Slytherin-y <laughs> yeah, than you. Ever, ever. Um, yeah. I was like, you are legit. You're, you're a Griffin puff. You're like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, you're, you could fall into either camp, but. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're kind of a Griffin claw. He's a Griffin. Yeah, puff. I'm, a, I'm a Griffin claw. He's a Griffin puff for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm kind of, I think of my, I'm more of a Raven door. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm ra- yeah, Ravenclaw first for sure, and you're a Slitherclaw. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, have a, I think so. I have a, I have a um, Gryffindor rising. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god, this is the new astrology. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. This is the new millennial uh, astrology. Wow. Well, so Amazing. I will be disappointed if on our thread somebody doesn't start. What house are you in? And we only want 
Pottermore stands who've actually done the quiz. Not yeah, like, yeah. In none fact, of this self-identifying as no, because you're you're probably wrong about yourself. I mean, I was. You weren't. I guess. Yeah, I guess Cassie, not. I was but, weird. Um, but that's the thing about being Ravenclaw is that you're very self-aware. <laughs> Wow, uh, I feel like that's a personal attack, but Ooh. that's fine. Uh, things are getting really <laughs> heated in here. That's amazing. Oh, I really man. want someone to make We need a- to do a compatibility chart Ooh. or whatever. Can, like, can like Slytherin state Hufflepuffs? Ooh. Uh, apparently, because our friends Mark and Anne are uh, Slytherin and Hufflepuff, which actually makes sense. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Okay. Um, apparently, that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I want I want a compatibility chart like just like that you can go online and like do your um, I I will go ahead and, and say this I have I have been that adult female who pays bills and does things who once they get the birth date of a guy that they mm. kind of like mm-hmm. goes online and does the free birth the astrology <laughs> compatibility test. Yeah, I'll I'll own that shame receipt. There you, you know go. What? That's I've fine. done that. I I've wouldn't take too much stock in it though, because I think that like like Chris and I, when we just did the basic, like when you just do the hey, are Aries and Capricorns compatible? No, I, I know. I but I did the yeah. I do the date to date, date to date, which is fine and dandy. But honestly, if if you actually have somebody who actually does charts, not one of those like things because if you look at chris and i's compatibility based off of those like interweb nonsense it it was like it was like no way is that compatible but i did have a girl um who i knew who does like actual charts and like Mm -hmm. fucking put work in it and was like boo 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 and here's all the things and then she was like you know traditionally on paper you wouldn't look at this sign and this sign and uh, as being compatible but because of when you were born (laughs) yeah no it's just like it's funny yeah 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 yeah, I mean, I, I think f- I would be leery of putting too much stock in any of it. Like, yeah. don't put too much. It's like, get to it's know just a for other fun. human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's for just for fun. fun. I yeah. Everyone does it. I definitely yeah. did it, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. but same, like, whenever I put mine and Anthony's in, it's like, nah, <laughs> not great. You're like, you yes, know? it is. <laughs> it's like, perfect. You're wrong, computer. Yeah, yeah but it is. Fun. I mean, look, I'll always take a quiz. Right. 100% always take always a quiz. I mean, yeah. quiz. let's pre- yeah. pretend like we didn't grow up on 17 magazines, sassy magazine oh, quizzes. Yeah, like, yeah. Which Sex in the City character are you? Which Golden Girls are you? Which, like, I had the Cosmo Girl back. Do you remember when Cosmopolitan Magazine yeah. had a addition for preteens yeah. I had a subscription to Cosmo Girl whenever I was in middle school oh, and I'm sure that let, all the so, quizzes so many like healthy mindsets oh yeah. god I think yeah, about like incredibly Seventeen magazine yeah. and Cosmo and I'm like but thanks you, for my body dysmorphia but now Teen Vogue is out there being woke as shit like, I know Teen Vogue is like super woke that's like so it. great yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not what we got like no, we got no. the worst shit it was no. just like how to lose 10 pounds it's like I'm 13 but thank, thank you, you boys yeah here's what? how to give a good blowjob because I was reading like? Cosmo like regular Cosmo Amen. Yeah. at like like 15 you know <laughs> I was like Wait, how do I master this technique again? What am I doing? Like like a fucking 15-year-old boy knows the difference. They're okay. like, oh my God, she's touching it. Like, they don't <laughs> care. They do not care. No, <laughs> they don't. They don't uh, at all. You can just like roll your eyes in the general vicinity of it. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's been a while since we've had like a good high school story. Oh, I think I have a good high school story for today. Mine also takes place in high school, but it's not, there's not a high school setting. Nice. Oh, okay. Do you know what I did whenever I was 
like last week I was like in so much pain. I was like cramping so badly, like sitting on my couch. I binged the shit out of 13 Reasons Why. I watched, well, I'd already seen the first season. I was like, you know what? Like, let's, it's been like a year and a half. I'm going to watch the second season now. I like binged all of the second season. Thoughts? I don't know. I have like mixed. (laughs) It's good. I mean, it's very bingeable as far as like, it's that kind of show that you're going to get like looped into like wanting to know what happens and all of that. And cast does a good job and all of that stuff. But I, I do think the way that they handled the first season was somewhat like irresponsible like knowing people who have dealt with the similar situations. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was pretty good. But I also thought like, is this what being a teenager now is? Anytime I watch teenagers shows right now, mm-hmm. like as an adult, like having not been in high school, whenever all of this shit, like social media and everything was as big of a deal as it is now. I'm like, is this what teenagers are actually going through? Or is this like a heightened like, right, right, right. situation? God, I hope not. I can't even imagine going through high school with social media. Oof. It would be the literal worst. Yeah. My heart goes out to anybody that's had to do that. Oh. High school sucks. Sucks, sucks, sucks. But adding that social media component to it, I just, I can't, you, y'all are stronger than I am. Yeah. So good on you for having to go through it. But I guess it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's everyone though. Like, yeah. so it's like, at some point it becomes relative to the people around you pretty normal I would imagine because it's just like yeah there's embarrassing shit of you on the internet but there's also embarrassing shit of like all of your classmates right yeah, you know right. so it's like eh, it, at some point it just levels out <laughs> but like you know how many documentaries have you seen where like teenagers like they're starting to like text and sext each other and like send nudes and stuff and can you imagine being like 13 or 14 and those like nudes getting passed all through your fucking mm-hmm. school. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, and that's when, you know, like they and that's start talking about ever. Oh, that's right. Totally. Yeah. But then too, I mean, that's child pornography technically. Yeah. 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 So, Oh, Oh my God. I can't even imagine the conversations that you have to have with, with your kids, kids these days. Kids, these days. kids, these, Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I was like, forgot my ID to the, um, to the bar <laughs> last night. I'm like, I could have birthed a drinking age. Child. I mean, so, technically, technically. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm old enough. So to he let you birthed- in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> look at this face. <laughs> Look at this face. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, birth child. let's talk about our our um door guy, our bouncer yesterday at the bar, who was a thousand feet tall. He a, was an, a I, redwood of a person. It made me. <laughs> I had this whole thing. I was talking to our friend because this. If you guys want to know, like a little bit about what my brain is like and like the way <laughs> that my brain functions, like I. I saw this guy. I came in. He's literally like seven feet tall. He's a, a sturdy person. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, not not like You're not that. Fuck He's with just him. like big. You yeah. know. And I like you know gave him my idea or whatever. And I walked in and I had this whole like inner story in my brain where I was like. <laughs> I wonder, like, what if he's, like, a really sensitive person? I bet you. I bet that? you he is. I yeah. bet you he's he is. No super cats. Nice. Cats at But home. no one, like, yeah. treats him like a sensitive person because mm-hmm. he's, like, so big and, right. like, he can't help it. And so, like, he, he just gets out- a job as a bouncer because it's, like, and he's, like, such a kind-hearted, soft person on you the inside. Like but nobody knows that because yeah. he's so big. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, man, you can't help it. <laughs> that you just look like a big, tough guy and you're probably, you probably like, catch butterflies and, like, <laughs> probably just, like, a really sweetie. Like, Dance in the rain. And- 
he came in and was getting like drinks out of the the smoking area and like grabbing glasses and stuff and he was very polite and very Mm -hmm. sweet and i was like but also graceful human being you know what's funny is like as we were leaving um and i'm with chris who's not that tall and our friend Lyndon, also not very tall and we were like he's like could you imagine getting he wouldn't get in a fight with him he'd literally put his hand on your head and you'd be like that little kid swinging yeah i mean i think he could literally pick you up with (laughs) one hand and just throw you right andre the giant size yeah yes for sure Oh, we didn't bring him up when we were talking oh, about wrestlers. Shit. That's right. But did you Aww. watch that documentary? I think I talked about it before, but mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. Well, who should we fuck, Mary kill this week? I don't know. Let's give a shout out to our Patreon. Oh, oh yes. yes. Okay. We so three we newbies. got a couple new patrons this week. In the business section, by the way, this is my worst day and I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. On page six, we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we want to give a shout out to Lewis Hung. Welcome to our Patreon family. Hey, hey. He also sent us a really nice message. Oh, yeah. did he? It was yeah. so oh, sweet. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still in the inbox. So yeah, check it out. It was very, very sweet. And thank you so much. We also got uh, Stephanie Workman. And then we also got Shelly. And Shelly is super sweet. She has reached out to me on Instagram before, mm-hmm. and she left us a really, really sweet yeah. message yeah. on Oh, yeah. In, we read Facebook. it in the bar last night. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. She left us a really sweet message on Facebook, um, and so we want to give a big, big thank you to all three of our new patrons, Shelly, Stephanie, and Lewis. Thank you guys so much. We're so excited. We are, you know, we just unrolled all of our new Patreon levels, Yeah, and um, we hope you guys really enjoy the new stuff that we have coming out. Let us know if there's anything that you want to see. If there's bonus content that you guys are looking for, we would be happy to work on that for you. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. Honestly, it's, I just, it is, I can't say enough. Like I'm flabbergasted. Like every time we get a new patron, I, I know we've said this before and I don't want to be like redundant. It's just, it always surprises me and just fills me with like so much joy to like have this community. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's, there's going to be new stuff coming up. I really feel like 2020 is going to be a very exciting year as far as like yeah. having new stuff going on, especially for our listeners. So look forward to that. Oh my God. Can we live podcast from your wedding? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only for Patreon users. They'll get a live stream. <laughs> you guys are the only ones who don't have to have the unplugged rule. That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> okay, so who should we fuck Mary Kill? We could fuck Mary Kill Harry Potter. We should. <laughs> we oh, haven't yeah. done that. <laughs> Fucking great idea. Okay, so you got Harry Potter, yeah, Ron Got Weasley, to. yeah. I think you do Draco Malfoy. I think we should probably pick Draco. somebody from each oh. of our houses. Oh, oh we want to pick people yeah. from our houses. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I to look, I gotta go Harry Potter, even though I find him kind of annoying. But yeah. I'm gonna go Harry Potter because he's a Gryffindor. I'm like, who are the Ravenclaws? Why can't I think of somebody? Else? Um, that, that Luna. No, Lu- Luna is a Ravenclaw. Is she? Yeah. She's a Ravenclaw. Cho, who's like his yep. his crush, um, is a Ravenclaw. The was the guy in um uh Oh wait, wait, wait. Edward if we did if Colin, we did good, good guys, if we did he was a Hufflepuff. Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, and then Neville. 
Oh, I love Neville. Oh, Neville they're all Gryffindors, but they're I'm all downs. Gryffindors. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do that. So that's the okay. same house. Let's okay, try that. Can we do them? Can we do two? Let's do them as characters, and then let's do them IRL. Okay. Because yeah. I think my answers will be different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine might not be actually. So we're doing Ron, um, Harry, Harry, Neville. and Neville. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to marry Neville because I fucking love Neville. He's my favorite. So sweet. My fave. Yeah. I am going to. I think I'm going to fuck Ron and kill Harry. I'm the exact same as Harry you. Harry's kind of annoying. He's, it's yeah. not even that. It's just Ooh. that I think Ron's going to try harder because he's kind of an underdog. Aww. Yeah. I, I've messed around with uh, redheads before. I have a, I have a thing they, for gingers. What they, can yeah, I say? They, they, help they generally do. I'm going to say I had a big. I, ha- I went through a phase in middle school where I, I thought that redheaded guys were really, really cute. And I really liked him. Like Rupert yeah. Grant, I thought he was so cute. Mm-hmm. That it was super super cute. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think mine might be the same. Yeah, for yeah. talking about the characters, I think mine might be the same. Harry would just be so like he's, he's, just, he's like, whiny. So, he's whiny. Yeah, like, self righteous. He he kind of is like nice guy. To TM. Be. Yes, sometimes exactly. And the totally. couple movies that I've seen, I was like, why is he nice guy? TM. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if we're talking the the IRL. IRL. I'm going to have to switch it up a little bit okay. because I think I'm actually going to marry Daniel Radcliffe because I think he's a really talented actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's really he funny. He's very so silly. Funny. He's silly. He's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's like silly. I don't think he takes himself too seriously. I also love that like he's like, I've got all this Harry Potter money. I don't need to do like a bunch of big budget movies. I'm going to do weirdo indie mm-hmm. movies yeah. that yeah. I care about. I like that. So I think we'd have a good time. I've seen him make fun of himself like so many times. It's really, I love that quality. Yeah, I think he seems really cool. So I'm going to marry him because I feel like that'd be a good time. Mm -hmm. Fuck Um, the dude that plays Neville. I'm going to fuck that guy because Matthew something. I can't remember what his name is. Glow up. Woo. Child. Hot. Yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. hot. Um, and then nothing against Rupert Grant, but just exactly. he's just the odd guy out here. So I think we are solidly the same. On yeah, all of them. That's mine. Too. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I well, feel like it's the only right answer. Well, what about the the adults? Because uh, like <gasps> Snape and Dumbledore. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Dumbledore is really good at magic. He'd probably take you to Ooh, another plane. What about what about isn't there there a movie where Jude Law plays yes. young Dumbledore? Mm-hmm. 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 Hot Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Jude Law. Oh. Sexy. God. Yeah. He hot. He hot. Yeah. Maybe we'll save that for another time. We'll save that for another yeah. time. Maybe Halloween. Because yeah. people have strong opinions about Snape. We should do like Very wizards and witches opinions. for Halloween. I love what is that actor? Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. oh my oh, God. God. Alan Rickman is so everything. he is amazing. I love him. I love him. Well, you know what? That just triggered a, a memory for me. You know when we've talked about people who are like, oh, he's kind of weird, but he's hot. Um, Alan Rickman for sure. But Amen. you know who else is? Uh, shit, uh, Alan Cumming. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We have you seen him in uh, when he did Cabaret? Uh yes I think was, so. Oh my god. I think Ugh. I saw the co- like him and just hearing him sing and I was just like I love you. <laughs> I love you. You could believe me. <laughs> there are a lot of those like really weird ones like I think we all and they're all the same for everybody. It's like mm-hmm. you've got Tim Curry and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Where you're yeah. like why? But yeah. Well, Adrian yes. Brody. Adrian oh. Brody 
You've got God, that nose, man. You've got Ooh. David Bowie in the labyrinth. Oh too, yeah. No. Just, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah, really? That's not for me. Oh my really? god. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, little they, twelve-year-old me was like, "What are these feelings? I, I feel know. uncomfortable." When they were dancing and she was in the ball gown, and I was just like, "Kiss, kiss, kiss." <laughs> I wanted them to kiss. And so now, as an adult, you're like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> she's she's like fourteen. I feel so see uncomfortable. That meme right where now. it was like, <laughs> where it's the guy that's sitting at the college campus, and it goes, um, "David Bowie was a better babysitter than Sarah." Changed my mind <laughs> oh yes 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 <laughs> that's amazing uh, also true yeah well should we take five and come back with stories yes cool. and we're back welcome back everybody i'm gonna do my story first because i have the crazy and love this week which yeah. i'm super excited about you guys oh, oh my god it's <laughs> so good it's so good anyway so um this story was um the Naked Man Tinder Edition is what it was called. Oh, I love it. No. Yeah. I love it and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. How many times is that? That was Naked Man on Sex in the City or on Friends? Well, there I, were both. There was the ugly naked guy on Friends. Right. But then there was also the naked dude on Sex in the City. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 All right. So. <laughs> So we all know how Tinder works by now. Well, about two years ago, I matched with a fairly attractive guy. We chatted for a bit. And one thing that stood out was that he told me he was a nudist. I told him I'm a pretty open person and thought that it was no big deal. I ended up inviting him over to my one bedroom apartment. It was about four in the afternoon. I don't know why I invited him over in the middle of the day. I wasn't even in the mood for anything sexual. I just wanted to see where things went. Anyways, he comes over and I invited him in. We chatted a bit more and I said, I'm going to go make a cup of coffee. I walked into the kitchen out of sight and we both continued to talk from the other room. As I walked back into the dining room, I nearly dropped the cup of coffee that I was carrying out. There he was, stark fucking naked standing in my living room broad daylight windows open i don't even know how to react or what to say and he sensed my hesitation he noticed this and apologized saying that he thought he got the point across that he was a nudist i couldn't help but laugh either from nervousness or just because i walked into a room to find a stranger butt up naked <laughs> that isn't a sitcom i can't remember which sitcom it is but there is one where yeah, that it's, happens it's, i is I it sex in the city i feel like it is and the other thing too is though like even if you are that, it's like, Just, do yeah. you can do it in your home, but you're meeting somebody in their home or whatever. You can wear clothes for a couple of hours. Sure. And you well, can I also mean, say, do you mind? Clear, yeah. yeah, exactly. Clearly, they wore clothes over. Yeah. So yeah. I do. I think you ask. You're like, hey, remember I told you I was a nudist? Like, remember that is time? it okay <laughs> with you? I, I don't, you definitely don't wait till they leave the room to start taking your clothes off so that like, they have a surprise, surprise whenever they come back My in. My dong. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> She says his pl- fa- oh, blah, blah. his flaccid penis was almost covered or was almost covered by a huge dark bush as dark as his hair. It was all I could look at. I've seen a bush that big on a man wasn't in a 70s porno. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen a bush on a man that wasn't in a 70s porno. Oh my porno. God. I am actually just thinking now. I'm like, I've I've seen a lot of yeah. dong in this. That's this a mage year bush. And, a half, and I, I. Uh, yeah bushes are not a thing well no, and a I bush think. that covers that covers everything, everything is, yeah. is quite the bush yeah <laughs> and know? like i'm not looking for my man to shave it no but i'm also like that's 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 i'd like to be able to find it levels exactly <laughs> you know i don't want to have to be like dora the exploring like through <laughs> through the amazon that is your dora you know not to not to body hair shame because you do you i know and i also i don't want to floss when i'm going down there you know what i mean like just like 
Yeah, Ugh. the idea of... Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. To break the silence, he picked up the conversation where I had left off. Now I'm in my dining room having a cup of coffee before 5 p.m. with a nudist, <laughs> wondering why I allow myself to get into these kinds of Very situations. Very casually having coffee. Yeah, <laughs> the conversation went dull as I, um, as I was mostly in my own thoughts, and then he pulled out the mother of all questions. Do you want a back massage? No. Now I'm a goddamn sucker for a back massage. I always oh, have been. Honey. However... This was going to be the only time that back massage had cons. I thought about it for a moment and said, fuck it. Why not? So we, we go many about, reasons why not, in no. my opinion, <laughs> we go about five feet over to where my bedroom is. And I lay on my stomach and lift my shirt up to my neck, only exposing my back, not really knowing how he was going to approach this. I was still surprised when the dude jumped up and straddled me. I froze wondering if I would feel his hairy balls touching my skin. That would be too much oh. of a distraction and not worth it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Once he started the back massage, I let everything in my mind go. I slipped into the moment as one would when something feels awesome. He had a pretty he had pretty damn good hands. Fast forward half an hour later, he gets up. My mind right now jumps back into what the fuck is going on to happen next. I'm not horny. I don't really want to sleep with this dude and I have no uh, nowhere else to go. He asks me my turn. <laughs> I'm like, okay, give me a minute. I run into the kitchen. I'm telling myself that I do not want to give this guy a back massage. And what if he gets aroused? What happens after the massage? I don't want it to lead anywhere else, to be honest. And I don't want him to keep to, or to keep looking at his flaccid dick the whole time either. So I'm in my kitchen trying to think of any excuse I can come up with in the moment. I grabbed a fucking slab of meat that's been in my freezer for a few weeks and I run back into the bedroom. I hold the meat up and I tell the naked man I forgot that I had a barbecue I had to go to and I'm supposed to bring the main course. He's he says okay and then begins to get dressed. I leave the meat on the table and start grabbing paper plates and utensils as I'm hurriedly packing <laughs> all of this into a large picnic bag that I have. He's finally done getting dressed. I rush him out the front door and then run to the window to sneakily see him leave. He doesn't. For at least five minutes he's just sitting in his car. I can't tell if he's looking at his phone or wondering why his plan didn't work. Either way he was taking way too long to pull off the street. Without thinking I just grab the grabbed my full picnic basket of frozen meat and paper plates and I ran to my car. I waved to him as I threw my shit in the back seat and sheepishly sheepishly waved. Wow. As she I, like literally drove she's off. Like, she's like, to I, this plan. Yeah, she's like, I have to. As in, I drive away. In his away, defense though, I mean like I've definitely been guilty of doing that where I'm like, I get in my car and I'm like, I don't really want to go anywhere yet. And like I'm like <laughs> on my phone, I'm like watching YouTube videos or like doing whatever. I've definitely done that before. She's like, as I'm driving, as I drive away, I'm in a fit of laughter. I decide to drive to my friend's house a few blocks away Wants and then open the door to my, me holding a picnic basket of frozen meat. I ask through tears if they want to fucking grill out because I had to, um, I had someone pull the naked man move on me. <laughs> also, you got an impromptu barbecue out of it. Yeah. There you go. And a back massage. This all sounds like a win. Well, as far except as for the, the sweaty balls on oh, your back well, look yeah. man she's she seemed okay with it yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. there's like a price was real, real a price good. to pay yeah for a good massage wow um okay i'll go next uh this one's also from reddit <laughs> i was in high school and one day during dance practice i saw some of the basketball players in the area I mentioned that one of the newer guys was pretty good looking. My friend told one of the guys on the team and he told the guy that I thought he was cute. Oh, Perfect. God. This yep. is high such school. a high school yep. story. High school meet cute. 
He ended up asking me to be his girlfriend without knowing a single thing about me and on our first date. <laughs> that's just like that's the perfect. most high school thing I've ever heard. Ever. Yeah. Do you want to be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. Well, <laughs> this first date was basically a double date with his parents. <gasps> no. <laughs> Listen to this. It was the most weird and awkward date ever. We went to the movies and he told me to put my head on his shoulder oh. and I could hear his parents laughing from behind us. No. Oh. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> Wasn't he embarrassed? I know. It was 20 minutes into the movie and my head is still on his shoulder. And then he decides to kiss me on the cheek. But because we had been drinking soda throughout the movie, his lips were super cold and wet. Ew. And I just kept thinking this movie was the longest movie that on Earth. That is my nightmare. In front of like... In high school in front, in front of, of your, your date's parents. parents like Ugh. oh no no after the movie he grabs my hand and we're holding hands and i could literally see flashes in the back from his <gasps> parents no. taking pictures no. oh <laughs> no. mom and dad no. No. come on no. i mean like i don't have kids but i'd like to think i would be a cool ever. mom like come on like be cool, mom. Be cool, be cool, be cool. We then went to get some tacos and his parents order without even asking what I want. And I get two carne asada tacos with loads of cheese on it and I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, no. So I just sat there watching them eat and playing with my food since I couldn't eat anything. These parents sound terrible. Oh. They ended up like, dropping me off and I could see the guy going in for a kiss and I just pulled back, turned away and said thank you to his parents and jumped out of the car as quickly uh, as I could. And then you wrote him a note and put it in his locker <laughs> It's like I'm not your girlfriend I'm not anymore. Your girlfriend anymore. <laughs> this don't has been call real. me. <laughs> yeah, don't call. Have we all written that note? Oh I, no, I wasn't no. popular enough in high school to. <laughs> I wrote the we're not we're not girlfriend boyfriend anymore note. Broke uh, up breakup note high school breakup note. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. Do you, okay? Question: Do you think high schoolers today write notes? Like paper notes anymore? Oh, no. no they, they text, they text, they text right? Text or yeah, go yeah. into the DM yeah. or something. I wish, you know, Snapchat. that makes me sad for them that they never got to experience the joy the football note. of the football note, the many different mm -hmm. fold, like folding techniques. Mm -hmm. I folded mine. There were so many Goddamn ways. Yeah, yeah, basically, essentially. Yeah. In junior high. So many like um, things that you would put at the end of notes. Like, I think I said that on this on the podcast before, but I always did the one giant S. Yep. I was like, sorry, so sloppy mm -hmm. at the bottom. No matter how neat you wrote it, you had to do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we talked last night in the bar about that mysterious S that we all yeah, that we the, all did. The we S, all did. the 90s S that was like the three and lines, then the, the three yeah. lines, the three lines, and you would connect them. That's everyone, so everyone who's done it knows exactly what yeah. we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Right and I'm like confounded as to where we got that from. Ugh. I don't Aliens. know that I can do it anymore. I can. I, can. Yeah, I, I think I've do done it. it like semi recently. <laughs> <laughs> On a note, really? just that you like passed. doodling. I yeah. was like, oh yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. so sorry, it's a sloppy. Sorry, it's a sloppy. I can literally see that. Oh my god! I, you know what? I have them. I have like a lot of the notes that were given to me in high school, like Dude. at home in my mom's. I like, do too. We should. I want to hear. We should do your high notes. Okay, we should for, do that for Patreon. For Let's Patreon, next time I go home, I will go upstairs into the attic and find my like little. All I gotta do is go my little. Ziploc right here. Thing full of notes. Ooh. That's amazing. And I will read them. It'll be like Mortified Nation in here. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. In fact, I also have my middle school. Um, oh, man. I have my middle school diaries. Like, I've considered oh, burning those because I'm like, God. I, 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 
read a lot. This is embarrassing. I was really into those like Dear America books that were like diary entries uh-huh. from different time periods. Yeah, I, loved that. I loved them. They were great. But <laughs> every time I read it, I was like, that's a good way to write a diary because they were all like different. So like sometimes some people would start their diaries and they'd be like, dear friend or like dear diary or dear whatever. And so dear I would Barbara. take notes so you could like when you read my diary, you'll see it like throughout time when I would like start my diary entries like differently because I'm like, this is a cooler way to start a diary entry. Yeah. Oh and like looking back, I'm like, oh God, that's going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Just before my junior year of high school, our neighbors, upper, upper middle class neighborhood, hit a rough patch and the wife took a second job at McDonald's. She was kind of a surrogate mom to me. And so I drop in and say hi every now and then. One of her coworkers was a Navy guy who decided he needed to go out with me. He was not, uh, he was very much not my type, but he seemed nice and kept begging my neighbor for my number. So I succumbed to the pressure and said, yes, there are issues here. First yeah. of all, she is a junior in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's been in the Navy. Yeah. So he's, he's def- a full grown adult. definitely older than her by, uh, you know, I'm sure a certain amount. And yeah. then also like he was pressuring a teenager to go on a date with him, which I don't like. I don't like, I don't that. like that. Um, the evening started by him running late. He called me from a payphone saying that he had a flat tire and asked me if I could help change it. Uh, this is a teenage girl. Okay. Like you're like, uh, can you come help me change my flat tire? No, that's what AAA is for. No, sir. I can't. Yeah. Um. Well, I think this was a while ago because it was a payphone. Well, they had AAA <laughs> back then. Um. Oh, I don't know. Um. I mentioned this to my dad, and he's basically like, "I've got this," and goes to help. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. They show up an hour or so later, and my dad, also a Navy guy, makes it clear that he does not like this dude. Found out years later that he'd mentioned her perfect little ass as a reason for (gasps) wanting to date me to to your dad. No. What? My dad would have. The fuck? My My dad dad would have murdered. I I can't believe. I can't believe this dad actually let her go on this date. Yeah, I, I there's no way there, my dad would have actually killed this person. Yeah, I think. And my dad wouldn't have if he'd be like, oh, he doesn't know how to fucking change a tire. Or yeah, something. that yeah. would be my Get dad, out. too. My yeah. dad would be like, I no, <laughs> no, no, you're not you're going not out. Leave him there. Yeah. Leave him there. And like my dad, like anytime he hears like I'm going to get gas, he's like, you check that oil. <laughs> <laughs> dad, God, God. leave dad. me alone. Check that oil. How's the oil um, in that car? <laughs> So uh, she says, he sends me off against his better judgment with pepper spray. I head out to a local Mexican place where he proceeds to eat like an absolute pig, talk with his mouth full, Ugh. rattle his glass of ice at the servers. Nope. Nope. Ugh. No on that. Hard fucking Fuck. no. That's Use absolute. your words, you piece <laughs> of shit. Um, and curse like, well, a sailor. <laughs> I give him the benefit of I give him a slight pass on the bad manners considering he's been on a boat for a while hoping it gets better it doesn't he takes me to see Mr. Bean and spends the entire movie laughing so obnoxiously that the people a few rows behind us start throwing quarters at us <gasps> oh my god not pennies oh. not popcorn or candy Ouch. but actual fucking quarters Damn. Oh my god. I expect him to maybe stop but he doesn't in fact it's like like it isn't happening at all and he continues uh, and it continues 
I slouched, I slouched down in my seat and pray the movie ends soon. Oh my God. He drives me home and insists on walking me to the front door even after I politely decline. We get to the porch and he kisses me. This no. disgusting, gropey, completely unwanted kiss and then says, let's go inside. Just as I'm Excuse saying, me? no thanks, and reaching for the pepper spray, my dad swings the front door open mm-hmm. and says, get within 10 miles of my daughter ever again, and I will make sure nobody ever finds you. Ooh, oh, shit. my God. You're pissed off dad now. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. Guy ran so fast back to his car, he practically rolled downhill. Never heard from him again. Thank God. God. Oh, my God. Wow. Dad saves the day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking quarters. Have you ever been mad enough at somebody that you're like, I'm gonna throw quarters at these people? Quarters <laughs> is a very it's aggressive, it's very specific, it's an yeah. aggressive change. It's yeah. heavy. Throw. Yeah, it's heavy. It yeah, is it's heavy. heavy. It's a- Ow. Oh, also, who's you can also too collect that wasting shit quarters. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like, that's they're so annoyed. Yeah, you yeah. got like they're three or four annoyed. dollars yeah. out of the whole deal. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for this? I'm totally. Ready. Okay. Well, I'm gonna preface my story first by saying that um I had a listener reach out to me about a story. Um, and her name is Rebecca Ann Schultz, and she was on an ID show called Betrayed. And it was called uh Pretty in Black. And I totally watched it, and she was like, It's a crazy in love. And I did watch it and it, it was good. And she, she's like Elodie. She plays Elodie. So if you guys watch it, shout out to her. Hi. It, it, it Hi. was it was it was really cute. And I'm like watching it and like texting her, like, ooh you're kissing a boy i was like literally messaging her the whole time it was so funny but and it although it was a great story i didn't know that it was a perfect fit for crazy in love it was still a good story but it it was it was kind of layered and i kind of um this week i was like i I don't know that i want to do a story that ends in murder i kind of want to do something a little lighter i get that and i just kind of feel like we've 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 I've been doing maybe not everyone so much because I mean you did I mean I don't know I just feel like it's been a lot of heaviness and so I wanted to do something that was crazy in love but maybe didn't end in death okay so All right. good cool so I, like I actually was gonna do I was looking in different things and I was like I was thinking about doing um Van Gogh because you know he cuts his ear oh, off I was yeah, like that would be kind of a good one. interesting story and then I happened upon this little nugget of gold that I'm going to tell you. Nice. This story is about, uh, this is a, yeah, hmm. this is a troubling story of Oscar Kokoschka and Alma Mahler. Okay. Not familiar. I doubt you would be. In fact, it was très difficile to find information on this. I couldn't find anything on YouTube that wasn't in a foreign language. It was like everything. I found two really great articles that um, I used mostly for this. One was written by uh, Hal Mayforth. He has an art blog that he is. So it's Hal Mayforth at blogspot.com. who had a really great like write up about this. And then Nicola Budanovic. Yeah, Budanovic? Right. that sounds Perfect. right. I think you yep. did a great job. Mm-hmm. Budanovic? <laughs> question mark. Um, who pro- published a story in vintage news the other one um that i picked up some like little nuances from uh was george perdola for um interlude um article so this is the story of oscar kakashka and alma Mueller. so let me tell you a little bit about alma Mueller. she was the wife of a compo- the composer uh gustav Mueller um in 
Vienna. And he was a very well-known composer. And she was a composer in her own right as well. And she was a known socialite. She was a bit of an it girl of the time. Uh, This is the early 1900s. And Vienna was not really welcoming to the uh, professional pursuits of women at the time. So she was really kind of forced to set that aside. Um, set aside her passions to become the, a wife and mother. And Gustav, 19 years her senior, and uh, ha- and her had had a daughter, Maria, who died at the age of five of scarlet fever. Aww. It's around this time that she began an affair with uh, Walter Gropius. Um, by 1911, Gustav passes away. So this is... Uh, Alma's actually got a really fascinating story. And again, she's a composer... And she's got, it's just, she's a very fascinating person and kind of known as a muse, muse to Gustav, a muse to a lot of artists during this scene. Um, she dated uh, this, uh, this guy, Walter Gropius. Um, I mean, so she's, she's got a lot of influence and she's very well known. But again, by 1911, Gustav passes away and her relationship with Gropius uh, is put on hold. She's, you know, like she'd lost her daughter. She starts dating this guy. Her and her husband hadn't really been living together because she'd been kind of having this affair with Gropius. And so when when her husband dies, I think it just kind of triggers her to be like, you know what? Let's put this aside for now. And as a socialite and someone well-connected in the bohemian scene, she is, you know, m- out meeting artists and and the like. And during this time, she meets this emerging expressionist artist called Oscar Kokoschka in 1912. Oscar Kokoschka, again, he's, he's like one of these, you know, one of these early expressionists who is a painter um, and starting to kind of become well-known. And from the moment they meet, Oscar is like, you're my muse and starts almost entirely painting nothing but her and, you know, I think they said that there was over 80 sketches. Just... Would you like to be someone's muse? Because I, I feel like know. that would make me really uncomfortable. I would. Oh, God, I, I don't would. know. I, I like... I think the idea is interesting. The idea is, is interesting to me. Just like, I I like creative people. I want to inspire creativity in people and I want them to inspire. Like, I don't want it to be more of that kind of place versus like an obsession like kind that's of thing kind of what this like, feels like to me whenever mm-hmm. you become the sole focus like and that's what i mean about muses i mean i guess having someone be, be inspired, inspired by you i think is uh, i love that idea right but this whole thing where it's just like every piece of art i can only be inspired by you mm-hmm. and every piece of art that i make is centered around you and like that would start to feel oppressive to me like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd feel like there's one there's a lot of responsibility i feel like yeah. that goes yeah. with that and then like two what's going on with you creatively that you can only get get like you know creatively inspired by one subject that seems like intense yeah. It is very intense. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, the article, one article um, suggests that they had actually met one evening when Oscar, um, when Alma's playing piano and Oscar produces this sketch of her. So that's how they meet. Like he's immediately inspired by her and their relationship is really quickly becomes like tumultuous and extremely a passionate affair. So they are like, it is Guns blazing. They come out of the gate guns blazing. Like yeah. it is hot and wild from get. And Alma becomes Oscar's muse, like I said, and the subject of most of his art, posing for him regularly, um, creating his best known work, uh, which is called The Tempest. It's also known as The Bride of the Wind. So this is a, a 
piece of work that he is most well known for. Mm -hmm. Um, By 1914, the love affair was falling apart for Alma. She was growing kind of weary of Oscar's possessiveness because absolutely right. You know, it's great when things are hot and fiery and passionate, but at the same time that comes with a level of hot, fiery, passionate. And when does that ever subside? And if you're always going at 110%, like at what point do you? Yeah, I don't like I don't like that possessiveness. I also think that that's my fear with this kind of thing. It's just like, where's the line between passion and obsession? And I also hate that, like, using the words like crime of passion and Mm. using passion in this way is really, um, unhelpful because I remember being a kid and thinking like, especially I watched so many like golden era movies and things like that where I'm like, Oh, that's what love is. It's like you like fight, you fight, you fight and then you make up and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. And like there's, and and that's that's not not really healthy at all. It's very bad. No. And like we got a really codependent view of love. Yes, absolutely. From our media growing up. Yeah. Like that's not love. That's codependence. The weird thing is too, is that like, well, not weird, but like um, some of the source of like all this stuff actually comes from copious diaries that both Alma kept and Oscar. So they both were very good about like documenting. Dear friend. Yeah. Dear fr- <laughs> yeah so what you were talking about earlier is what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so she had said she decided to leave him and she was saying um, in, in some of the things that she was writing and some of the things that she was talking about. She said she was afraid of of uh, being too overcome by passion. So again, I think that kind of leading into she saw the red flags. She, she knew did. what was up. She's, She's like, like you know oh, <laughs> coming so, out a little strong. Yeah. So of course, Oscar is completely devastated by this and began like a a real terror on himself. Like he went through a really depressive period and started drinking heavily and becoming quite a bit self destructive. Um, and around this time was when World War One is ramping up. And so at this time, he decides to join the Austrian Cavalry Regiment. Um, and I think with the intention, what a drama queen, like, honestly, <laughs> I think with the intention that it's like, he's like, this is, you know, I'll go die. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. like, you're fucking such a drama queen. Get your shit together. Calm down. <laughs> Snap out of it. You're fine. He's an artist, though. Oh, my God. So, um, within the year, he is seriously wounded. Um, one of the articles says that he is stabbed by a bayonet near his heart and shot in the head after a second incident and shell shock. <laughs> Christina's face. I know. It's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot for like 1914 where they do throw some leeches on it. Right. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) hope it works out. (laughs) Bleed them. Put a a few bandages on it. Put some gauze on it. It'll be fine. It's fine. So um, because of a shell shock, they actually hold his release saying he is also mentally unstable because of the shell shock and everything else that he's gone through. So they're holding him. you've seen like some, A, like shaky old timey video mm. or black and white cartoons are <laughs> by far the most frightening things ever to me. They give yeah. me nightmares a hundred, but one of the scariest things I've ever seen is footage of men returning from world war one with, with shell shock. So and sad. it is so 
overwhelmingly scary, sad, powerful. Like it's so crazy, but yeah, it's it's devastating. Well, yeah. it's devastating what war does to anybody, not yeah. just World War One, World War Two, all of the wars. It's- yeah, I think World War One was oh. one of the worst as far as like that went because it was like one of the first wars where we it was a war after the Industrial Revolution where we had like all of these like we had tanks, we had bombs, we had yeah. stuff that like we hadn't uh, you know previously had to contend with in the same kind of way. So it was, you know, really, really, really tough on people. I mean, all war is tough on people. Yeah, definitely. At any rate, in 1918, uh, once he was recovered and returned to Vienna, he is now faced with the facts. Alma is not coming back. She is, in fact, gone back to her prior lover, Walter Gropius, and they are now married. So he's like, well... He's She's like, like hard deuces. Bye. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think <laughs> no. he thought, you know, when he came back, he's like, well, we'll, tr- we'll try this one more time. And it was obviously a no. So this is where the story gets fucking wild. I even wrote wild in all caps in my murder notes. Nice. Okay. Um, Oscar reaches out to a German doll maker living in the area. No, you start Ermin dolls. Moose. This took a turn. Yep. Dolls. To commission her to make a life-sized mannequin doll of his love, Alma. What do you do if you're a doll maker and somebody's just like, hey, can you it, do me a solid? Will you make this doll that looks just like this woman I want to fuck? Like, it, oh my it God. No. Can't be so good. <laughs> he gives her explicit instructions on how to make her, including drawings and a life-size oil of of her he writes to her and i have it in quotes the written what he wrote to this her this is why i don't want to be amused this is See a part, this shit yep this is part of what he wrote as part of the instructions yesterday i sent a life-size drawing of my beloved and i asked you to copy this most carefully and to transform it into reality pay special attention to the dimensions of the head and neck to the rib cage the rump and the limbs and take it to heart the contours of the body, e.g. the line of the neck and to the back, the curve of her belly. Please permit my sense of touch to take pleasure in these places where layers of fat or muscle suddenly give way to sinewy covering of skin. For the first layer inside, please use fine curly horsehair. You must buy an old sofa or something similar. Have the horsehair disinfected. Then over that, a layer of pouches stuffed with down cotton wool for the seat and breasts. The point of all this is for me to experience, which I must be able to embrace. Um, He also reached out to her secondarily with this request. Can the mouth be opened? Are there teeth and tongue inside? I hope. Oh, I'm telling you, like this doll maker got this shit and she was like, (gasps) what? She showed this to everyone, like everybody, all her friends, all her friends. She was like, look at this weird fucking request I just got. Oh, 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 I don't like it. So it goes further on. So once he receives this uh, package, Kakashka writes in a state of a feverish anticipation, like Orpheus calling your, your DC, your, I looked this up you're a dc you're a dc you're a dc back from the underworld i freed the effigy of alma Mahler from its packaging as i lifted it into the light of day the image of her i had preserved in my memory stirred from life he got his servant to spread rumors about the doll to give the public impression that she was a real woman for example that he had hired a horse and carriage to take her out on sunny days and rented a box for her at the opera in order to show her off. Oh, no. 
I mean, he but took honestly, his doll to a show. But there are people like that now. Like it, there was a whole TLC show about that. Like people who take oh, their like life size dolls with them places, and oh, they're like, no. "This is my girlfriend." I mean, I've seen Lars and the Real Girl. I know what's up. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> like, but that's what this is. It's like old timey, like yeah, Lars and the version Real Girl. of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a yikes. It's so much yikes. Uh, Kakashka would use the doll um, as he continue um, as his continued muse for scenes of paintings. I mean, imagine she's probably sits very still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> she's the ideal muse. So really, if can't you talk want, back. If you want nightmare fuel for that, look at the pictures that he paints of the fucking doll. <gasps> oh no! Sorry. Oh, it's it's uh, a wild. Uh, hold on, I feel like I have some pulled up. Horrified oh my God. right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cassie, yeah. well have, done on this pick. It's <laughs> bananas, is it oh not? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, no. First Sex of all, doll art. First no. of all. Here, first of all, here you go. Here's Oscar. Why do you want teeth? In- it's like an older picture of him. That's Oscar. Sorry. I, I know yeah. I'm playing. He looks like, like someone's... You know, cut this out. He looks like someone's no, grandpa. Like, like, he's got a cardigan on... He's doing a Superman so stance. So very, normal looking. Very right? normal looking. Yeah. Very normal looking. She's beautiful. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Very pretty. She's very pretty. You can got see a, a gorgeous like, profile. Yeah. yeah. She'd be a beautiful muse. Um, And then beep, boop, boop. Hold on. Let me get to. We're going to have to post all Sorry. of these pictures oh, or yeah. else our listeners are going to be there the upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's the doll. <gasps> yeah. I'm Is it covered in fur? Because we talk about this. I don't <gasps> oh my like that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. How could you cuddle with that? No. How could you wait? Oh, uh. oh! I'm so scared. <laughs> that is a horror movie. It is. That is the scariest thing it I've looks like ever it's covered, seen. Is it covered in chicken in feathers? feathers? It looks like it's covered That's in what chicken he, feathers. He just oh said. God. He said, "Oh my god!" I don't. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That's that going is to live in my nightmare. A fucking nightmare. It's the wildest. Why shit, has guys. there not been a horror movie why, about this right yet? Question is, why isn't there like? Why isn't this story like more well known? You know what I mean? Like, why are we? That is the creepiest more thing about I've ever seen in my. Why would you want it life? covered in feather? You want to like pet it? Like I, it's so creepy. Here is a picture that he painted of it. Well, yeah, look at the, it looks, the hands. I mean, it's wild. it looks like it. I can't wait for you guys to see these pictures. It's it is oh my wild. God. We, yeah, we will save yeah. these and post them to Instagram because um, wow, yeah, wow. I am. You you cannot know the gravity of how horrifying it is until you've seen it. it yeah, I you know it's funny because one of my favorite stories um, I ever did was the Carl um, Tanzler. Yeah, and I was like, "There's nothing going to be as wild as that story." But this one's pretty, honestly, it's not. It's take, not even on that. Take level, that story. But, take this story. Put them together, and close. you have a, a terrifying horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> people that like start like fucking inanimate objects is is typically yeah it's it's gonna be a wild ride it's gonna be a wild ride yeah it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> after some months he decided it was time to rid himself of this fantasy doll alma he organized a oh, bacchan- I don't know what the doll did. a bacchanalia <laughs> a um which is a roman festival for bacchus celebrated with song dance and revelry so he I would organized- like to go to that that sounds fun it sounds fun maybe not organized me, by this guy let me read you a little bit about this that he wrote again 
this is from him quotes um, I engaged a chamber orchestra from the opera the musicians in formal dress played in the garden seated in a baroque fountain whose water waters colored the warm evening air a Venetian courtesan uh, famed for her beauty was wearing a very low necked dress and ins- insisted on seeing the silent woman face to face supposing her to be a rival she must have felt like a cat trying to catch a butterfly through a window pane she simply could not understand Rasurl Rasurl paraded the doll as if it was a fashion show the courtesan asked whether i slept with the doll and whether i looked if whether it looked like anyone i had been in love with in the course of the party the doll lost its head and was doused in red wine we were all drunk that's his quotes on this so that's him telling the story so he he like got a bunch of wine yep. and hired a sex worker and then like decapitated the doll and from my understanding had like this huge party invited people over they decapitate this doll douse her in red wine i would go to that party though i, I absolutely just would sip go and tea like, and eat yeah, popcorn like, in the corner Are you, you and you and me like the three of us would just be in the corner we're like all we're just faces. here to yeah. throw all the faces <laughs> like, child i've got my tea hair on <laughs> <laughs> So this is, I mean, this is it for him. He's finally come to terms with this, like, just kind of, he's done with it. Like, this is his big I'm hurrah goodbye. I'm impressed that he got to that place. I too, like, to be honest. Um, the next morning, though, Kakashka wakes up to uh, quite a surprise as the police arrive at his house looking for the corpse of the headless woman they had seen in his garden, expecting a crime of passion to find the doll. Uh, he says that he may, that may as well have been true because he did kill his Alma. Wow. 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 Amazing. That's yeah, wild, hats, right? Hats off not... to you. Um, that's <laughs> wild. That man makes me the uncomfortable. Like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm always, I, and we've talked about it, like, you know, we we don't kink shame or, or anything like that. And there's something out there for, for everybody. But it makes me uh, a little bit. It's an I, I don't, level. I don't understand scary. if when you when you go to like the um like sex toy stores and it's just like disembodied pieces yeah. of people. And I'm like To I, me, I, yeah, it does. It makes you feel But then again, I'm like, I've got vibrators and isn't that yeah. like a disembodied it penis? I mean, it's pretty much. I'm like, am I this guy? <laughs> and you know, it <laughs> no, does it does come different. down. I, I think that we could debate all day like levels of harm that mm-hmm. any of this causes, and there probably is some like on a psychological level, like you know, uh, all the way around. Yeah. But at the end of the day, really the way I feel about it and have always felt about it is like if you're not hurting anybody, true. If this is what you need to get you through life or whatever, yeah. then fine. Look, I smiled through that whole story. The only yeah. issue that I see with this is one, I'm worried about him because yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with your mental state? Yeah. And two, I feel like because it's a reflection of a real person that's, that's that, that feels like icky and right. like harmful to me. If it yep. was just like a sex doll Imagine that he finding created. Out one of your exes had an effigy oh, I'd basically be so of you. freaked out. I would, that is some yeah. obsessive level yes. shit where yeah. you're like, I don't actually know if I'm safe. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think that, feel safe. I think that that's the thing that worries me about this. Like, if it was just like a story about like a weird old dude who made a sex doll, I'd be like, oh, that's you know, it's weird. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's cute, but it, <laughs> no. it is like it is fine. But it's V specific. It's it is the whole thing. And like the, I saw some of the pictures of the notes and stuff, and like the drawings and the. It's just 
The that freaking levels. doll is, is so scary. It's horrifying. It looks like it belongs in a haunted house. Oh. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm never going to be able to get that image out of my because head. Because the body looked loose. Yeah. I think that that's the thing about it. Is yeah. Like, well, it's cloth. Yeah, because it's cloth and it was she, like you could like fold it and I, I, it was like yeah. sitting crisscross applesauce in one of those pictures. Yeah. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't it's like it. Oh man. Oh, I can't God. wait. You guys are going to flip out when you see these pictures. Oh, like gosh. honestly. That it's, is yeah, amazing. We'll, we'll post them Good to our Facebook group well um, and then also on Instagram. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, sh- I'm just, I'm perplexed at the lack of information, uh, lack of stories. I, there was not a podcast I could find with a, about, I did find like there was one podcast that had some information on Alma, like just her specifically. Um, and it wasn't what I was looking for. It was kind of more of like her as a muse, which I think this character is very amazing story. Like the her herself is, I think, very interesting, um, but not specifically about this story. I couldn't find anything that's been covered on this. It was I got to say, not a huge fan of his paintings. No, yeah. don't, don't it's, not like, it's not for me. No, no, not no. for me. But not my favorite. Lover, but. I, I love the idea of going the art route. I thought there was luck. I'm like, there's oh, yeah. got to be a lot of artists. Oh, for yeah. sure. There's, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of artists Tortured and musicians. Artists. There's definitely going to be a ton of, <laughs> a yeah. ton of crazy and love stories. Speaking of podcasts, what's the name of the one you were telling me about in the bar last night that was based off that Dateline game night? Crazy oh, and love yeah. that I did. Um, Hold on. It's something about Pam or something like that. Hold on. Fucking Pam. God it's damn it. the story it. that she did. There's like seven datelines on him. They keep doing it because this saga keeps going on. This guy was like at a game night and his wife was murdered and he's been tried like 70 billion times and everyone's like, he wasn't there. <laughs> he couldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, the thing about Pam is what it's called. Oh, I, need, and it is, I need to I need What's to his subscribe. name? Um, what's the guy's name? Keith Morris. Yep. It's Keith Morris. And it's. Of course, Keith's voice. Like he could just talk oh, to me I know. all day. And I need to subscribe to but that. But it is. It's the it is the deep dive. And they talk about how oh, integral I'm so excited. a part of like actually Dateline itself became part of the story. Yeah, because they've done so many different episodes on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh so, great. Yeah. Subscribed. Great. Yeah, I listened to the first two episodes. It's really good. The other thing that I did this week is Chris and I like binge watched Diagnosis. I don't know if I brought this up before, but on I, I've watched one episode before, but we just binged it the other night and it is so fucking good. It's on. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And it's it kind of reminds me of the thing that I love about true crime, which is that I love the idea of outsourcing like how like how we've come to this level, like we're like a, a Billy uh, Jensen, like uses crowdsourcing to help find criminals and help to find other people who may be victims, et cetera, et cetera. What this does is it uses crowdsourcing to help people find diagnosis for illnesses that they cannot There's figure out. There's another one that's chasing the cure, which is like that. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is so good. I love it. It was, it's well, yeah, the I mean, wild. That is why Al Gore invented the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, like, yeah, to connect to, people. To connect Absolutely. People. Yeah. In a positive way. In a, in a positive way. way. It had negative repercussions, of course. Anytime you get that many people, Correct. like, connected, it's right. going to have, but, like, sure. um, negative Finding impacts, out, but, like, what disease you're afflicted with, watching 
cat videos or right. alpacas like that mostly that alpacas oh, sloth that. videos oh, oh i love a sloth video mm. yeah mm, so fun yeah 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 i'm trying to think of what i'm watching this week i i mean i'm watching the country music by ken burns so good which is really really interesting i i love any music documentary and i love ken burns so oh kind of a match made it's in heaven really good no i'm not a huge country music fan in fact i wouldn't even say i am one at all but it's still that interesting it's that good i'm a music fan if you're a music fan yeah i think hearing the evolution about it and and just uh the the way it developed is is interesting yeah. so i would say that i always have kind of been the oh i don't like country music person too but the, i think the fact is is what what this all boils down to is i don't like pop music and i find that i do like country music i like well, old like country music, music. You like Miley? I do. And I, I I mean, there's like a few things, but I'm not a, generally across the board a fan of pop music. I mm-hmm. generally am across the board more of a fan of, I love the blues and I love, and I think that's what I see in it. Like that old country. I love bluegrass. I love, I love that old country. And I, and it's been absolutely kind of a fun wild ride. Like I've actually been like texting my dad. My dad's been a musician my whole life. So it's been fun. I have like memories of being young, going to my uncle Rass's house and up in Youngstown and like sitting in his basement and then playing like country music and steel guitar and like playing music in the basement and like jamming like it's kind of what I grew up with so that it's like there's a like a little component of it that's super nostalgic for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well are you keen watching anything <sighs> I mean this week was weird and mm-hmm. like I didn't have a lot of time to like watch uh, stuff so really the last thing I did watch was 13 Reasons Why I binged the whole second season and you know like I said it was good I enjoyed it if you liked the first season you know watch the second one I was really on the fence about the way that they handled like mental illness and like suicide and stuff in the first season I wasn't sure that I was like a huge fan of that but I think that they what they did really well in the second season is they took all that feedback Mm. and applied it like they gave at the beginning of every single episode there was a warning there was like a you know um trigger warning and also like if you're looking if you're thinking about any of these things here are some resources for you Mm -hmm. so it was it was good I liked I liked watching the progression of the show in that way that you could tell that they took that and there's a little more awareness yeah like yeah so i did i did enjoy it and yeah i'm still watching the great british break-off once a week hear you girl hear you fucking bullshit i gotta tell you guys if you haven't yet i feel like you guys would really really like working moms i just finished the third season i've heard good things it is Mm so fucking funny and so good and so well acted and i know that there's been a lot of comments i think we talked about this before when you were like i don't like her face or whatever like mm-hmm. you're like i don't like her mouth or whatever and i'm like i, I don't know you got to get over it because a it's it's just really good it's w- real well put together the storyline's really good it's my, super my good. list of things to watch is so fucking long I at know. this yeah, moment like much. i really want to watch i do want to watch unbelievable on netflix mm-hmm. i've heard really good things about that um i i feel like i need to be in the right headspace so i don't throw my glass of wine against yeah. the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do. I want to watch that. I want to watch. There's something with uh, David Tennant, a new like criminal show. Ooh. It's like it takes place in like five European countries. There's like <gasps> criminal UK, criminal mm. Spain. And it's just like I don't know what the stories are, but it gave me the teaser on Netflix. And I was like, I'm into it. Yeah. Ooh. I love David Tennant. I'll yeah. fucking watch anything he's in. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah. I'm here mm-hmm. for that. I'm here for that for sure. The thing about Unbelievable for me is that 
there's a lot of things. There's not a ton of things that trigger me. One of the things that really, 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 really triggers me, like in a very hard way, is not being believed. Well, the lack of just like I'm, I'm I, such a justice centered person mm-hmm. that like when there isn't justice happening, it makes me furious. Like yeah. I get like so upset about it that I know that it's going to. Yeah. make me like like that's why I couldn't watch when they see us because I'm like I know that like I know that it's going to trigger something in me that makes me like want to break shit yeah oh the worst one in that vein then was the, um the Khalif Browder story oh god yeah oh, oh fucking the one that, I want to flip a table thinking about it like oh my god just watching that documentary was a it was so well done but it was just like one of the hardest things that I think that I that's watched. That's the thing about the story you told, the thing about the Dateline thing the with that guy. I'm not being just and, 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 not being and not being believed. And yeah. you just are like, how did they not believe him? You know, yeah, because it's got like, and all of his friends oh. are like, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Right. <laughs> like, I right. swear to God. And this yeah. bitch got this money. I mean, just like, you're just, how? How yeah. are you not? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We really ended Woo. on a down note. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, if you got stories, crazy and love suggestions, you just want to reach out and say hi or anything like that, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. Also, if you have a minute, please take a second to like, rate, and review us on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. And we just really appreciate everything that you guys do with us, interacting with us on Facebook and listening and telling your friends. Join the Facebook group. Oh, yes. fun in there. Yes. And we love you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.